like the greatest now I'm like the greatest what is happening my people welcome back it's ball and barrel joined here with one of my favorite Tennessee fans I can't say my favorite I mean that's that would really cause an uproar but Shane Wharf so great to have you back sir look great you got the you got the Christmas sweater all festive and everything it's 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 good to see you my man how you doing brother I'm doing well bro how are you it's good to good to be back third time's the charm so hopefully we sound a little bit better this time but I am always happy to accept an invite to the pod brother you look good Thank you, sir. I have not been doing anything to uh, make myself look better. It's just just natural, it seems. But you sound great. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Shane took the interest in actually getting himself a microphone. And after his last episode, he sent me some fair critique points of himself. So I know he's going to definitely <laughs> take this much more seriously. But hey, I mean, I, at least one of us is taking some, this seriously. Uh, you look like you're taking uh, that bourbon seriously. Yes, sir. The, this week's is uh, Blade and Bow. He even got me a nice little, nice little key to really remind myself that hey, if you keep drinking this, they're gonna take that key and they're gonna throw it away in, in that cell that they're gonna put you in. I hear you. Oh man, let's dive into it, brother. I'm ready, just like you are, Shane. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've obviously had just a whole lot of news, and obviously this week is conference championship week. We're not going to go over every single conference championship because realistically, I mean, I've seen the numbers and the ratings. Y'all don't really care about the Mac unless it has gambling implications. And even then, like it just kind of fades away. The group of five is cool to talk about, but no one really watches it unless Cincinnati or a team like that's undefeated. And, you know, we're having a college football playoff talk. But before we get into any of that, Shane, bro, I love this. Most people don't. I don't get it. So I hope that you're on my side with this. Please agree with me that Hugh Freeze to Auburn is wonderful. Not just because of the coaching resume that he brings, but the recruits he's going to take away. He's in the same state as Saban. And Shane, this is just another thorn in the Saban paw. Am I? Or am I just too optimistic about this, even as not an Auburn fan? So, reminder, as you said, Tennessee fan, I love this. All right. Thank God. Because, as you know, and as the world knows, our cross-division rival is the old Tide. Georgia's cross-division rival is Auburn. So, Georgia has to compete with their cross-division rival again. Daddy likes this a lot. I, I, I have, you know, and I know there's mixed feelings about Hugh Freeze, but you and I both being from West Tennessee, you know, we've always heard and followed the guy. Um, we, the high school that he cut his teeth at, Briarcrest, that's, you know, we played against that high school. And, of course, you have the blind side story. You know, we get all of those things. Call um, it what you want. Wonderful story. Still kidnapping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great story, great life, everything. At the end of the day, still kidnapping. I'm not going to disagree there, but um, <laughs> uh, but I think this is a home run hire. Um, Thank you. I think the way that they handled the 
Cadillac situation was very tasteful too. That is just a home run decision by Mr. Freeze um, himself to go ahead and make Cadillac an associate head coach. Uh, that smooths over the tension with the fan base. Um, but I think this is, it's, you know, let's not do the whole Brian Kelly thing. This isn't going to be a overnight success, but I will say what's going to be an advantage Could for be. him back in the SEC that's different than Ole Miss. It was the same conversation as to why people were saying they think Lane Kiffin would leave for Auburn is because Auburn does have its recruiting advantages. And I do understand when you talk Ole Miss, people think money, 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 but um, the boosters at Auburn's Auburn, got it too. Yeah, it's just a the, the yeah, booster at Auburn, man. They um, they got a different kind of dough there, so it's um it's big. Um, you know, ask Bo Jackson about it, but it uh it's gonna be something. And I I do think I, again I, I'm not an Auburn fan, but realistically, I, I don't think you know they're college football playoff contenders next year. But at the same time, if there's anybody capable of turning that team into one in one year, Hugh Freeze is the guy. So this is a just absolutely out of the stadium home run hire. And I'm really excited to see how quickly he makes Georgia have to compete in that rivalry game. And I'm very much looking forward to the Iron Bowl next year. Shane, it's not just uh, them dogs, you know, it's also uh, them gators and them tigers. And. You know, it's hell, even Ole Miss, like Hugh Freeze. All right, I don't, Shane, I know this is not what Auburn fans or boosters want to hear, but that man in the SEC can win you at least eight or nine games every year. It's just, Shane, I, oh, well, Shane, I just feel like, all right, so the question with something like that is, Shane, how long does eight, eight or nine wins, like how long does that stay at the floor? Like, how long do we, you know, expect for something now greater? Now, to me, Shane, I actually think this is better than Lane Kiffin because if you want to really compare apples to oranges as far as a recruiting standpoint, Hugh Freeze is technically a better recruiter. Now, everyone's going to say, oh, well, of course he got all the recruits. He was basically sending hookers to their room and, you know, whatever. Yeah, but what people forget, too, though, is... Shane, take out the hookers, everything else he was doing, completely legal now, completely. Hugh Freeze is born and bred in the state of Mississippi, so people, he, like, he is. people like to forget that. And that's really where he had his recruiting advantages. It had it put all the, you know, escort service jokes aside and yeah. <clears throat> people change. There are people who are coaching today who've done far worse and it was swept under the rug, but I, I'm not going to make any excuses for anybody, you know, wrongdoing is wrongdoing. But if anybody served a path of redemption, um, it was definitely Hugh Freeze. I mean, I didn't even know I didn't even know what Liberty was until he became the head coach there. And he's proven that he's proven that he can go anywhere and turn chicken shit into chicken salad. So I mean the guy is he just he's incredible. And like I said, I, I think it's it's only a matter of time. And I'll, let me say this too. I, I think for him he couldn't have picked to do this at a better time. And he's a wise enough guy. I think what I'm about to say had something to do with it. You're talking about the eight wins, the nine wins. I'm not saying that the amount of wins you have aren't going to matter anymore, but one of the topics we're going to get to a little later, I think now it's more about, did you make the college football playoff? 
And that's, I'm not going to say becomes easier, but your odds are about to be a lot better. And I see him as a team who can consistently, because I mean, you have to face it. We're now at a point where you don't even, you do not have to play in your conference championship to almost be a sure thing. You just have to be second best in your division. I mean, that's, that's ultimately what it's about to come down to, but we'll get to that a little bit later. We will, uh, right before, all right, but we'll, we'll, I won't send, see, ladies and gentlemen, that's what makes Shane so efficient and so dialed in because not only is he aware of what's upcoming, but he's also aware of how it transitions into the next talking point, which it already shows a, you know, which is why he probably invested into a microphone. He can see himself as a part, as a part-time podcaster. I mean, I, I told him today, like, it's like, Hey man, like this is like this milestone that you and I hit, like it's, this is you too. Like it's, it's not just me, but it's, and it already just kind of shows that as well. So Shane, I guess, all right, well, I, I, well, I guess you can include he free in this or he free, excuse me. Who in your opinion right now is the best coaching hire? Doesn't matter conference, like situation, um, I guess like resources, boosters, instant competition like who, who do you think realistically is the best hire right now so i have it i have it as a tie i have two people who i think okay. are, from a grading standpoint it's a plus hires um one is hugh freeze um the other one is luke fickle i think luke fickle oh. was a phenomenal hire um, you talk about winning fast <laughs> like lane kiffin or i'm sorry hugh freeze will win fast but luke fickle in wisconsin oh god yeah, exactly. Like the sound the alarms. Like yeah. that, that, that's what it's going to happen. Like it's just, I mean, yeah, Shane. He's, I mean, well, it's his resume, similar to the, what we talked about with Hugh Freeze. Um, hats off and a mad amount of respect to anyone who can take a group of five school and take them to a college football playoff spot while it's only four four spots there. Have you? Now we're not going to talk about the results of that uh college football playoff game but that that part and have matter. nfl players like legitimate it, nfl legitimate players nfl players like i mean desmond and sauce like that's super impressive and say no more <laughs> those aren't you know your run-of-the-mill guys they're they're phenomenal kids on the field but they're they're outstanding off the field as well i think that's a big part of the reason for the decision on that hire um it's just what what he's able to do with his guys on and off the field. But yeah, Hugh Freeze and Luke Fickle um, are home run hires and uh, similar to Hugh Freeze. I think it's a season or two seasons or less that he is, you know, having Wisco back in the conversation of sticking it to Ohio State and Michigan. I mean, you can't go against the grain when it comes to those two. I mean, you've pretty much laid out, Really, Shane, you're basically almost saying like the Hugh Freeze and Luke Fickle is basically almost the same hire. It's just the only difference is that it's in a different conference. Like it's going to have the same effect on recruiting, the boosters, the admin, you know, the constant need for facility upgrades to draw people in, the national respect that they could possibly bring in. And that's all great. Both are great hires. I, but me, I'm going to go – I'm going to go completely away from this. Now, normally everyone knows that I'm an SEC homer, obviously, but how can Matt Rule <laughs> at Nebraska – I mean, seriously, how can Matt Rule at Nebraska not be at the top? Because, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we all know it's not going to be pretty. Like this like year 
or maybe even like the first like chain, I don't know, six months for Nebraska playing, we all know it's not going to be pretty. It It's not going to look good unless they just get it like a key transfer quarterback in and like make some type of new. But we, we all know how Matt Rule likes to do this, like take over a roster, see the holes in the house, break, just say instead of filling the holes, we're just going to just say, screw it. We're going to tear the whole thing down and we're going to build it up the way that we want. I think that's just incredible, especially for Shane, the program like Nebraska. Realistically, the big winners in all this, Shane, I believe, are the Big Ten West. Yes, the Big Ten East has its Michigan, its Ohio State, Penn State. That's cool. But Shane, the Big West representative this year is Purdue, and they're eight and four. And I agree. It, and it, Shane, it was the last game that we had just seen before this week that even like determines whether or not they go. And I believe in the start of the fourth quarter, they were still down. Like, like it was literally just kind of like, you know, throw a dart, whoever it lands on, just pick them. But, you know, like, I mean, I think it's great for Wisconsin. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, it's great for Wisconsin. Don't get me wrong. But it, it's just tremendous for Nebraska because, Shane, we all saw how much those fans are not only dedicated to their team, they're just dedicated to this the, the school. I mean, they're Shane, hungry they, too, though. They're they're they, hungry to be relevant again. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's not 1992 or like 95 anymore. Like this is a fan base that has been yearning for relevancy, and I think they really, they, Shane. I think they thought, oh, once we go to the Big Ten, you know, we're going to gain that respect that we weren't getting in the Big Twelve. When it's almost just been like the complete opposite, it's like you well now you're even more of a laughing joke. But now you get a guy who's a known program builder to come in to, hey, ride or die with me, guys. We're going to lock arms. It's not going to be pretty, but there's going to be improvement, and we're going to build this thing. And then by year two, it's like all right, you know, we're looking at eight, nine, maybe ten wins. You know, you just mentioned the college football playoff. I guess we can go ahead and transition right into that. Uh, Shane, I think this is great for the Big Ten. I think it's great for the SEC. It's great for us fans. It's great for the well, pretty much all three of the coaches we just named because all three of them realistically can put their team in a position to get there. Well, Shane, you, all you got to do is reach the 12 spot or the 11 spot because we're seeing that the group of five, I guess whoever wins that conference gets an automatic bid. It just really depends on the actual seating. Shane, all you got to do is get to 11. I think my bigger question with this college football playoff format for you specifically, because I know you and I like to dive into like the, we like to dive into the nitty gritty. Do you think this puts more of a value or do you think this devalues the regular season, not the postseason, the regular season of college football? I don't think it devalues it. I think you will start seeing some strategic play though. Um, I agree. You will have some people who might be in that situation where, uh, Say, say your team knows that they're not going to win the. I hate to use Tennessee as an example, but let's say Hendon Hooker didn't tear his ACL, um, but that it was a like a high ankle sprain or something like that. I don't right. think I don't think Hendon Hooker after a South Carolina loss like as easily goes and plays against Vanderbilt. You know, um, I think it might be like a yeah, we'll play our number two guy and we'll make sure Hendon's healthy enough because we know we're going to make the college football playoff now that it's expanded to 12 teams. Um, I think that 
I'm super excited about this. I, I wish that How could you not be? I wish that it was gonna be happening earlier. I love that the first the first round is gonna be and correct me if I'm wrong on this too, because you and I talk about it a lot, but I know they're still working out some of the particulars, but first round's gonna be on campus. Um, right. it'll be you know, higher seed host the game. Um, that's huge for a lot of schools. That's, I mean, from a, you know me, I'm a financial and economic type of guy. So that's just, that's just another huge game. It's a, it's a, a free automatic big game for your, your, for your school. So all you have to do is be one of the top, one of the higher seeds to host the game. And that's just another, it's a revenue booster for you. Um, so you have that aspect, Going back to your point about the group of five schools, it honestly opens the conversation where you have the potential for more than one group of five school to be in there. Um, you, you just have to get in the top 12. Yes, to mm-hmm. your point, top 11. But, I mean, you could see the scenario where there's two group of five schools in there. Um, it's, I mean, I'd love to see that. I mean, we still have, you know, the, 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 the group of five championship this week. I mean, hell. The fact that Willie Fritz is now staying in Tulane, that's huge. And especially when everyone thought he was going to Georgia Tech, like the fact that he's staying in the group of five, that's awesome. You know, I, 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 read, I read some rumbling, Shane. I, I read some uh, some rumors today with Cincinnati. And then, uh, you know, Brian Hartline, the wide receiver coach, from, just from a non-Ohio State fan, yeah, get that guy away <laughs> From Ohio State, <laughs> like get that guy away from them. And it's um, just—it's interesting though because so I broke it down what it would look like if that format was in effect right now. So you would have and keep in mind the top four teams get a buy. Shane, that is huge. Exactly. So if that was in effect right now, and this is obviously still before conference championship weekend, you'd have we Georgia still missed the playoffs. Yeah, we'd have, we'd have Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC yeah. all all with a bye. Uh, so then you would have Tulane and Ohio State would be playing each other. The winner of that would play would go play number four USC. Uh, then you would have number eleven Utah and number six Alabama playing each other. The winner of that would go play TCU. Then you would have a number 10 Kansas State at number seven Tennessee matchup. The winner of that would go play Michigan. And then you would have a number nine Clemson against a number eight Penn State. And the winner of that would go play Georgia. It's just saying money, all that, money, saying all that just sounds money, it's so much. It's money, 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 money. It's what, all right, I'm sorry. That's not what all I want. That's what, what that's what we want. We want, but mm, that that's oh, that's incredible. But Say it just, slower. Just saying all that is that not like talk dirty to me? I mean, that yeah, that is college football porn right there. Well, that and it, it, the whole reason for this is exactly why I want it now. It eliminates that conversation of well, uh, another thing we'll get to here in just a little bit, um, but that. That five and six conversation of, 
Well, that's You're BS. Right there. The, their one You're win is right there. less than our one win. It just eliminates all that. Of course, I'm sure whoever the number 13 team is will be the new person who's the number five. But okay, come at, on, at, Shane. Like, at that if point, you're, if you're, like if you're third, if you're 12 spots away from the top slot, that's that's one thing. But if you're like five or six and you're playing really well, okay, you have a comment. But yeah, but but 12 like or 13? Come on, Shane. Like you you are. Come on. You know it's still going to happen, though. It's just we're, the world we live in. But what I'm saying is that conversation is not Thank God as, we're the smart people. And that's kind of scary. But let's uh, – I actually have a point on that. So let's move on to talk about some games. What, what's the first game you going to talk about, brother? Well, I mean, uh, it's kind of hard to not really, especially with the, the way the timeline and the slate happens. So, Shane, USC and Utah are in a rematch in the Death Star. It's in Vegas. It's a good time. The Pac-12 said, "Screw California and screw Utah. Let's just let's just go to Vegas. Let's you know, let's you know, let, let's have some excitement here in the Death Star because the Raiders sin, sure as hell ain't bringing it. Sin is in. Uh, okay, so obviously in my last podcast, I I gave a full fledged breakdown on how to fix the Saints." So it would be completely asinine for me to go against Caleb Williams and the Trojans because, okay, Shane, there's the revenge factor. That's pretty much a gnome. Caleb Williams is playing better than anyone, and I mean anyone in college football. I mean, because, I mean, which kind of brings us to a mid, you know, Heisman ceremony, but still glorious, still the pageantry, just. Kind of not as starstruck as we thought, but and then all right, I, I hate you know from the personal standpoint of Lincoln Riley having success, but also from a personal standpoint, when we have this brand now, him doing as great as he is is tremendous for year our one. success and year one exactly. It's again. The, Shane, it's hard to beat a team twice, especially when you have a team that's playing significantly better and that's coming to get you. I don't see how you can go against Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. And plus, Lincoln Riley has already shown in years past, even in Oklahoma, Shane, that it's like, you know, November and December for contenders. Like, he tries not, he, he didn't lose games in November unless they're just playoff games for that matter. So, like, this right is- now. This is where he thrives, um, and I agree. I agree. It's hard to go against them. That's why I can't. Um, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. I don't think this is a blowout or anything like that. It's going to be a close game. Um, I think USC wins it by See, touchdown. I think it's a blowout. I, I think it's a big fu game. Like this is a. We need to show the committee that we we beat up on this team that beat us. Like I think this is going to be an fu game. I think Caleb Williams is going to be in his head just a little bit though, because he Caleb Williams has a lot of pressure on him this game because uh, to, your point, to your to your point about the Heisman, um, this is basically we'll get to that a little later. But there's a lot of there's a lot of Heisman voters who are going to be watching this game, who this might ultimately be their decision how Caleb Williams performs in this game. I think at first he might make a mistake or two, but I think he recovers quickly. Um, I think in this game he locks up his seat at the Heisman ceremony, and I think 
USC locks their spot in for the college football playoff. On a scale of one to ten, how bad does he have to mess up to? I mean, because I mean, right now, Shane, it looks like it's his to lose. It I guess the it. second person you can. I mean, to but me, it, I'm not. I mean, I've, Shane, I've already faded Bryce and CJ Stroud. Max Duggan is cool, but it's not. He hasn't had the moment. So, like, to me, it's Caleb's to lose. So, I guess I'm the question I should ask you before we move on is how bad does he have to mess? Like, on a scale of one to 10, how bad does he have to mess up to just pretty much just say, all right, we can't even, like, like Caleb's off the table? It's kind of, that's kind of loaded. I don't think it's so much just how bad he has to mess up. I mean, like you said, where, where the Heisman situations at right now, he could probably throw four picks. And as long as they win the game, he's still going to be the favorite to win. But Four how picks. bad? I'm being facetious, but I'm say shit. They better hope bad, they win that game if he throws four picks. God, how bad he would truly have to mess up is one. If they lose that game, that kills his stock. Kills that stock. His stock. But as long as you know he's give him two, three touchdowns and turnovers at a minimum, he's fine. Because to your point, it really is right now. I don't want to spoil a later topic, but that's his trophy to lose. It, it yeah, really, it really it is because I mean it's outside of him. Shane, can you think of someone who else who is just completely? And it, it, we don't even need to talk about the totality of the season. We can just talk about right now. Can you think of anyone who's really just kind of just taken just everyone by storm when everyone looks at him like holy shit, like that's like that's the dude. Now, if Hendon Hooker was still available by all means because that 56 to nothing shellacking on Vanderbilt, he would have had about five or six touchdowns and definitely just added to that resume. But, I mean, outside of Caleb Williams, I I understand. But, I mean, again, like, to me, it's just like, all right, well – Okay, no, Shane, got, if he throws Dugan, Dugan's a stepchild right now. It's... All right. Okay. So you know how much I don't like TCU. So I think that's why that's why I'm just kind of like, well, TCU is just like it like Shane, TCU is basically the kid that steals a bunch of candy and never gets caught. Whereas you try to do it once or you try to do like the TCU way, you get caught. But then when they like, do it, it's probably yeah, when it's, I do it. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just like it's just a normal day for them, but it's it. We'll get it. We'll get into that later. But uh, yeah, bottom, bottom line, it's Caleb Williams' trophy to lose, and I think I USC wins this game. And then you're going to have that's the only appeal for that, which we'll talk about when we get to the Heisman conversation. I actually don't think we need to because I mean, it sounds to me like you and I are pretty much within the same realm of all right. It's we're not saying it's, that Caleb wins it. It's just his to lose. Like, he has to really mess up to lose this. Like, really the, mess up. The only thing that's going to be cool, and I'll say this, because I do think we've probably covered as much as we're going to need to for the Heisman section right. of this. But it, I think the only part where it is cool to talk about Max is that you potentially will have two Heisman finalists in the college football playoff as long as they win their games this weekend. That's the only part of that where will you? If will you? Hey, hey, if if and 
Sounds like it's a nice time to move it right along. Into we are next right game. into the Big 12 championship. You know I was waiting for this. Shane, I don't give a shit about TCU. Have it. Shane, they should have two losses on their record already. But if but if Steve Zarkeesian was a good coach and if the Baylor quarterback just didn't completely <laughs> suck, then, yeah, they would have two losses right now. The hypno toad sobers up this or this weekend. Again, we're talking revenge factor. Like they they beat um, Kansas State. However, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't watch that, and in case you have no storylines to as to what really was going on in that game, Will Howard, their backup quarterback, was playing in that game, and 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 they were still down. I think like either the start of the midway through the fourth quarter. So that that was one of the games they had to come back. And Shane, the time travelers are kind of thinking the same thing that I am. They put TCU as minus two, basically a pick them. Wait a minute. They're going against a four-loss team, and they're undefeated. I thought the Hypnotoad was supposed to be psyching people out and just <laughs> freaking <laughs> everyone out. Did you do this? With Aiden Thompson, are you seeing this? And speaking of that, I believe the running back for TCU is actually like two or three touchdowns away from not only tying LT's record, but breaking it. I mean, you've already put it, tremendous season. That's great. One of the best four teams in college football, I'm still not buying it, Shane. I think Kansas State, Chris Kleiman, they come in. They they come into AT&T Stadium. They come into Jarrah World, and they shock the nation, and they end up Big 12 championships. I, I, I'm still not a fan of Hypnotoad, Max Duggan, not a fan of any of them. Sonny Dykes is cool. Don't And, hey, I mean, that, that's a name to also watch for some other big jobs as well, i.e. Georgia Tech if they want to do it. Well, man, I think that, one, you got to be ashamed of yourself because – I'm always you know, ashamed of myself. You know me long enough. When do I not have shame about myself? Because, you know, y'all's current quarterback right now, greatest thing to ever come He's out playing. of TCU. He's playing. Doesn't matter. He's playing. Doesn't matter. He's playing. Hey, we'll get into red, that in a bit. Red in the head, fire on the field. But oh, oh. Man, you, you, you can't you can't you can't really, you know, take away from Sonny Dykes. Um, what they've been able to accomplish this year. And you you know, Jacob and I say this all the time, I'd really be lucky than good any day. Um, and, you know, Max D, he's gotten it done. I mean, as part of the game, it's, it's not always about, you know, just being the ultimate baller. It's just finding ways to win. Um, you just you can't take that away from TCU. Um, but this would be the part where if, this, if I wasn't a dad and I didn't like to watch my language, I'd insert a Tiger You're, King meme. You are a wonderful father, and that's how I know that I can get I, – I can be ridiculous because I don't have children. You do. You have to set a standard, and I don't. That's why I can say ridiculous shit to you, and all you have to do is just look at, my, look at me and just say, well, I remember when I was young too. Well, th- this would be the part of the conversation <laughs> where I insert a very famous Tiger King clip. Well, guess what, mother – yeah, because – here comes the college football playoff drama because TCU's not going to win this game. Thank you. Thank They're you. They're not. I knew you um, were a smart one. Thank you. I, actually, I can see this going two ways. Neither one of them is in TCU's favor. I, I can see K-State like, like 
schwacking them pretty good. Um, but I can also see there being oh, shit. A, little, a little bit of a uh, kind of like shoe on the other foot where Kansas State wins on a walk-off field goal, similar to what TCU did to Baylor. Um, I could totally see that happening. But, yeah, I don't see TCU winning this game. It's I'm not being that guy who's just hating on them. Oh, well, they've doubted us that guy. They've doubted. We need more of that guy. Be that guy. I need I more of my group. I think it's important. Like you said, the, the time travelers always know. And when they move that line to where it is basically a pick'em game, that should tell you everything you need to know. Um, but, yeah, I think – if I'm betting on this game, I'll take those two points against them just for S and G's. But yeah, I'm taking those two points against them, and I'm picking Kansas State with this one. Well, speaking of, can they cover? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love you, dude. But I'm so sorry. <laughs> the question, the question should be covering. Not winning. <laughs> so it op so okay, so ladies and gentlemen, obviously we're transitioning in the SEC championship where Georgia is playing LSU. Yeah, we're, we're transitioning into Georgia's media day. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it starts off at 17 and a half, Shane, and then it bumps up to 18 and a half. The disrespect the time travelers have for them Tigers coming off a huge loss to a cult. See, that's that's what cults do, Shane. They they recognize the vulnerable people and then they suck them in. They think that they're they, they make well, them feel warm and fuzzy. I'll make I'll say all the things you don't want to because you can't talk badly about your Tigers. But besides Jordan. Besides Georgia, this, you know, this hurts me to say this because I'm just, I just do not like Georgia. I respect Georgia. I don't like them. But besides Georgia being the best college football team in the country, I don't really care what anybody else says. So they are the best college football team in the country. Besides that, this is a home game for Georgia. That's why, you know, that's like another conversation for another day, but just put it this way. Not only is this a home game for Georgia, it's a home conference championship game. They can just leave their bags in the locker room if they want to. They'll be back there in a couple weeks for the Peach Bowl. So it's that's just how Georgia just has such a, I'm not going to say easy path. It's never easy. They don't just give it to you. But for the love of all things holy. They're already the best team. Why do you have to basically give them a home conference championship game and a home college football semifinal game? Like, why are we doing that? Um, I will say this from a betting standpoint. I might I might take that spread. I might take that spread just because I, th- I think the LSU can keep Disrespectful. it. Disrespectful, yes. They can I think they it. can keep it like within, I, I think, reasonably around 10 points. I do. I think they can. Um, maybe even closer. It just it depends at which LSU team shows up because the LSU team that showed up against Texas A and M. I don't even know who that team is. I haven't seen that team since Tennessee like destroyed them. But that's just dude LSU. And I don't have to tell you this, but they are such a Jekyll and Hyde situation. Life is like a roster of LSU fans. You never know what you're going to get. Like, it is just. I go to Six Flags every weekend. I just don't tell anybody. The roller coaster of love. 
the roller coaster anxiety actually anxiety yeah you can you can here's the problem with a roller coaster of anxiety shane it's when you get off you think that a normal person would go away from the ride but an lsu fan's like let's do this again and let's do this three or four more times you're talking <laughs> to a, a tennis you're talking to a tennessee <laughs> fan a titans fan and a braves fan brother like, tell me i've got i've got annual passes to that six flags you're talking about <laughs> Yeah, I mean, fast passes. Uh, this is back when fast passes meant something, Shane. But, I mean, it's 18 and a half, man. Oh, there will be fast passes in that game. Brian, cool. okay, so, all right. So, here's some – I just want to throw you two stats. Hit me, Fergie. So, you know me. Everything means something. Nothing is ever too small. Nothing is ever too irrelevant. And nothing is ever too – just sweep under the rug style information. I am a sponge, ladies and gentlemen. You can tell me whatever useless fact you want to. I will listen. And who knows, I may even dig deeper to fact check you on said irre- uh, <laughs> irregular or useless fact. So, <laughs> Shane, LSU has been in the SEC championship game six times. Not including this year, but six times. They are, they are five and one in SEC championship games. Kirby Smart has been to the last four SEC championship games. One and three. Hmm. Do you like, do you like the data? <laughs> Baby, it's cold outside i got to go baby it's cold outside say what's in this drink here (laughs) like i said lsu can win that game but it it's just what a variable they can all right so you're being nice to me and i appreciate that right now i need you to lie to me that's good anytime someone comes onto the podcast i need you to lie to me to make me feel good Cover, not win, cover. They 18's cover. a lot. 18's a lot. They cover. Coming off of a loss against that cult and those people. Eight, eight. They, mm. they Take cover. the points. Take the points. Yeah. So that I'm not saying they're gonna win. I don't think they're gonna win, but Take, they cover they cover and I'm taking those points. Absolutely. And <laughs> I took the points against Georgia last weekend. Thank you, Georgia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> they they may be nervous though. They may be nervous. So what Shane just basically admitted on live air is that his children are now going to be able to have a Christmas. So that's that that's good that uh, that your children are going to have presents to open on Christmas Day. No, don't uh, unfortunately because that parlay included me picking Ohio State to beat Michigan. So <sighs> okay, so they're going to open empty boxes. At least they open something. But I'll tell you who's not open with anything. And Shane, I already kind of put this program on a crossroads anyway, just because of where they are, where the rest of the conference is, where pretty much how everyone's like, all right, well, everyone likes Clemson, but do they take them seriously? Which is ridiculous, Shane, because here we are yet again. Clemson is in another ACC championship. However, this week it's against our boy, 
Drake May. Rumors of him transferring to Alabama. We won't get into that. I'll just say this, ladies and gentlemen. His mother, his father, his brother are all Tar Heels. I don't think he'll leave. With that being said, I, I don't think he's. I, I don't think he's going to leave either. But I will say this: thank this you, game, man. This this game will definitely be, I think, more exciting to watch than the other game that's for on people at the like same us. Time. For people like us, it'll be exciting to watch because we're it's looking just, for storylines and we're looking for chaos, and that's why I'm picking UNC, or you know, obviously North Carolina. Because I want to see the aftermath of a Dabo like fall. Like I want to see the aftermath of what happens with this. How can he fall, Dylan? They just extended him for ten years, one hundred fifty million dollars. What are you talking about, man? Not fall from the university, just fall from grace. You know, he likes to even just say little old Clemson. But, I mean, Shane, you and I both know that the ACC, hell, that's even taking a back burner to the Pac-12 right now. Who cares about the ACC? That's what I'm saying, man. Like He can't fall from grace. Everybody knows money buys happiness, and he just got $115 million. So. Now again, I'm I'm being an ass. I, this no, we want you to be an ass because that, that, that's we we love ass type play. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh. This this game will definitely be more exciting to watch, I think, than the the Michigan Purdue game. But man, it's yeah. it's it's weird even talking about the ACC this year because it kind of sucks in my opinion. The most exciting team in the ACC is Florida State. I'd rather watch Florida State. Thank play. you. Jordan um, Travis is playing phenomenal right now. Obviously, like you said earlier, we're West Tennessee guys, so we just root for Mike Norvell. I love mean, Norvell. Love him. And I just I, I like that they were – I understand there's some conversations. I, I'm not going to turn this into a Florida State conversation, but I, I we we love Mike Norvell. Yeah, it'd be more in- interesting than who cares about who wins this game. But Thank you. Yeah, Drake May, Drake May, May don't play play, and I think that – he takes care of business, and I mean, you're going to have a you got a Clemson fan base who just does not know what's going on right now. Um, they're they're not as like lost lost in the woods as like Alabama fans are. Alabama fans are they just do, do you not think Alabama shit. fans are feeling better than Clemson fans, Shane? Yeah, actually, why? Because they, because they still think in some weird world that two of the top four teams are going to lose. Uh, two of the top four teams are going to lose this weekend, and they're going to still have a shot to get into the college football playoff. Dabo is basically Kirby Smart when Kirby Smart was choosing Jake Fromm over Justin Fields. You know, loyalty can only loyalty is only so much. Like we, Shane, we've seen what DGU or DJU is. Like we. We've seen, and the fact that you have this stud in K. Klubnik that's just sitting there, like Shane, he's literally just sitting there, and you're not even going to give him a chance. Again, this program's at a crossroads. I hope they lose to where it really spirals out of. Can you imagine if K. Klubnik wants to transfer out? <clears throat> Booster interference. I'm sorry, something in my throat. My bad. That's that's sorry, dude. His allergies just get really bad this time of year. It is the season, sir. I, I don't blame you. But yeah. then again, I don't apologize. <laughs> Boosters make <clears throat> decisions. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Uh, I'm a fan of them making decisions. 
in some aspects, but in this situation, that that's that just my corporateness. Just, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love people telling me how to do my job. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, it's just weird. I, it's just not a game. Like, I mean, again, we're talking Clemson, North Carolina. Right. It, it's just not a game that I, I find very sexy for the ACC championship, but I also, yeah, at the beginning of the season, I'm thinking Clemson's in that. Absolutely. I don't, I wouldn't have said North Carolina is, and it'd be a lot different if this was like a one loss Clemson team that was in this. But I mean, which I, I'm not going to rag Clemson for, you know, obviously I can't rag them for the South Carolina loss. That would be too many people poking at me. But uh, yeah, I think Drake may. I mean, Drake May's kind of flown under the radar. Everybody knows about him, but he just doesn't get talked about enough. Um, You're right. When it comes to top quarterback talent in the country, anyways. Hey, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people who don't even include him in the top five, and I, there's some days where I'd say he's in the top three. <laughs> See, Shane, this is why I need the patience of a father so I can at least be patient with these let, let's just call them less thans <laughs> because if you, okay, well, all right. You know what? Just, we're, say, just say, you know, I always back up my comments to so say it so I can have my rebuttal. Positive vibes. We can both agree that UNC is going to beat Clemson. If not, who cares? It's the ACC. Like you already said, it's not sexy. No one really cares. I'll tell you what is sexy. And that's Michigan. And Drake May. Well, also that. Um, now, Shane, unfortunately, we did get some bad news as far as Michigan today. Huge blow for Michigan, huge blow for us, huge blow for other college football fans. Blake Corum is going to have season-ending surgery, and obviously he's not going to play anymore. And, you know, so, all right, so they have Purdue this week, beat Purdue, whatever the case may be. And then you have the college football playoff where, Shane, if I'm Michigan, I'm hoping and praying, which obviously I know the committee takes injuries into accountability, as they should. Yeah, that's what they're saying for Tennessee being behind Alabama anyway. Exactly, exactly. Shane, that's literally the only reason that Tennessee is behind Alabama. I don't care what anyone else says, ladies and gentlemen. No, I I, I agree with it too. I I do. on our platform, we are honest. We are upfront with you. We tell you how it is. And just like what Shane has already alluded to, it sucks. Yeah, but you got to be down to earth and real with yourself. Thank too. you. That is something that separates me from a lot of my fellow Vols Thank fans. You, you got to be realistic. I like Joe Milton. We're not going to turn this into a Tennessee conversation, but We're I like not. Joe Milton a lot. But it is what Joe, it is. Joe Milton has the ability to even maybe be a NFL prospect one day because there's no doubt the guy's a cannon, but man, that guy could be standing. He could be standing on Myrtle beach and be tasked with throwing the ball in the ocean. And I would tell people in Africa to watch their heads. Like, it's just like, I mean, it's just, it's one thing to have a cannon. It's another thing to, you know, Look out, 15th row. <laughs> He's throwing it from his own 10. Hug it, I mean, chug it, football. Yeah. All Uncle night. <laughs> Uncle Rico doesn't have shit on Joe Milton. But... 
Uncle Rico said he could throw it over the mountains. Uh, Joe Milton can throw it over that continent. <laughs> exactly. Just, but uh, yeah, back to back to your point, man. I, if Michigan wins this game, though, the injury part, the only th- the only thing that not if Michigan will win this game to the game. Oh, point. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're taking Michigan, but we're more focused on what's going to what happen. Yes, after. Um, like how then, how do people view Michigan now? Even though they, you know, they'll be a big, they'll be a Big Ten championship, but they don't have Blake Corm. Can JJ McCarthy catch lightning in a bottle twice? I mean, Shane. Basically, I guess the question we would need to ask our listeners and pretty much each other is: Can JJ McCarthy be JJ McCarthy against Ohio State the rest of the way? The rest of the way, no, but enough for the committee to still see value in them being a college football playoff team. I just, I think there is a possibility with USC and well, actually, man, that's good. That's what I was talking about, about the TCU thing. It's That's about to be a really spicy meatball. I don't. Okay. So Shane, you, you kind of already hit it right there with USC. I don't know why people are just fading USC right now. I think that's You're just full people- if you do. Well, yes, you are, but I think that's just because that's more of a media playing a storyline instead of really focusing on which team is significantly better, which it's – I mean, we've already talked about the Pac-12 championship, but it's almost the same thing with the Big Ten – or I'm sorry, the Big Ten – oh, yeah, actually, I'm sorry, the Big Ten. It's – okay, we know that Michigan's a better football team than Purdue. We know that. It's just when they get in the playoff, and ladies and gentlemen, let's not fool ourselves. They are getting in the playoff. It's if they are going up up against a TCU, or if TCU loses, then USC gets bumped into that three. You know, at that point, it's where do we do Michigan? Here's what I'm afraid of. One, let's take a step back. Um, I'm not going to totally disrespect Purdue. Purdue actually has an offense. We love Jeff Brom on this podcast. We are a Jeff Brom podcast. It's just again, Bo- Shane. Like Bo- Boilermakers have a little bit on. of an offense. Like I know I'm not saying at all that they have a snowball's chance in Benihana's to win that game, but I'm just saying like this is not going to be an absolute blowout. Like I, I think Michigan wins by two tutties, but I just think people need to do understand like look past. Purdue's record. They got a little bit of an offense. They know how to move a little bit of a football around. But here, here is what my fear is with what you're talking about with McCarthy and Michigan is after Michigan wins this game and depending on how things play out with where the committee ranks after that. And, you know, again, it's a bigger conversation with TCU losing. What does that mean now? Ohio state, <laughs> I think Ohio state's logically the team that gets back in. But See, I my, think it's Alabama. You think so? I think Shane, I think they can sneak in because we we've seen years past with committee bias with Alabama. It, it wouldn't shock me. I just, I, I wouldn't want to be the person who makes that final decision, but well, it, it, yeah, whether, okay. whether whether it's Ohio State or Alabama, here is my fear: is that if Michigan stays at a two or three ranking, so Michigan wins this game, right? And then let's say let's say some we said, let's say we're wrong about TCU 
losing losing that game. So then Michigan plays TCU. I think Michigan beats TCU, right? Yes. So absolutely. So here's my fear. What whatever that number one and number four matchup is, which we know is going to be Georgia against who? Either Ohio State. Insert or, team here. Yes. Like, yeah, oh, like Ohio whoever. State. Ohio State. If Ohio State or Alabama, if TCU loses, if TCU doesn't lose, then it becomes Georgia versus USC. I think that matchup is a wasted college football championship game because then you're going to have Michigan go play against Georgia and Georgia is going to absolutely destroy Michigan because of that situation. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that we're going to see two college football semifinal games that are better much than Natty. Yeah. And I, th- that I think, that God, I think that it's, but suck. I think it's, but I think it's what's going to happen though. I do. Michigan's good. And I think Michigan, Michigan definitely has obviously what it takes to beat Purdue. Um, if TCU wins, then Michigan plays. That's what we, I mean, we can't argue that. That's exactly the way it's going to fall. It'll be Georgia one, Michigan two. Maybe they move Michigan to three for an injury reason, but you can't, you can't you bump can't them move, out because yeah, you can't bump them out, but you can move them down, but you can't bump them out. And I think Shane, they want to avoid having Michigan play against out or, um, I think they want to avoid Michigan playing Georgia because then at that point it's a storyline of, okay, well, if they meet in the national championship, it's a better storyline simply because of, all right, well, they t- they played each other last year when everyone thought this was Harbaugh's best team that he's had. But, you know, now he actually has an undefeated team. And I, I had to look at this line, Shane. So right now Michigan is negative 16.5 over Purdue. So mm-hmm. it's almost like SEC – level type, you know, spread, but it's, I mean, I, I see people believing more in LSU than Purdue. And, but again, like we're, we're constantly just wondering, okay, well, how is this, like, how is the Blake Corm injury going to affect everyone's outlook on Michigan? And, you know, kind of like, we, can, we can't get too political about it. We though, can't, but I, mean, but I mean, it's that, that what, have, right, right, well, Shane. Right now, that it's four teams, we still have to get technical. Right now, yeah. just for at least just for one more, you know, just for one more little goal round, we have to like no stone can be unturned. Like we have to get as we have to get as tedious as possible. Essentially, like, we have to literally Every, complete like everything we're talking about is not as crazy if TCU wins. I just don't think TCU wins that game. And that opens up a whole can of what ifs. And I think, I mean, I know this sounds crazy because there's people who are like, well, what does is, what is TCU win or losing have to do with people judging, evaluating Michigan's injuries? Those I people are crazy. A, they don't They I, don't know. They don't I know. think it's a, the eyebrow gets raised a lot higher with Michigan's injury situation if TCU loses that game. But if TCU does find a way to win that game, yes, there's going to be some tough conversation to be had, but not as tough as it does as TC loses. Because if every, if all four of the top four teams that are ranked right now, which is your Georgia, your Michigan, your TCU, your Southern Cal, if all four of them win, then that's it, the order. That's it. That's it. It's it's what it is. And it I is. think it plays out exactly the way I said. You're going to have a – I think it will be a pretty good game between Georgia and USC. Um, then I think Michigan finds a way to beat TCU, and then you're going to have a blowout in the college football championship where Georgia schwacks Michigan. Shane, pretty much what you're already seeing, like your vision is there. You've 
you've you've went over your pros and cons. No offense, man. Like that's that's not what we need. That's not what college football fans need to see because they then it's I like agree. all right. Well, because Shane, then it's just like all right. Well, the semi playoff games are almost like the divisional rounds in the NFL. It's like all right. Well, this is significantly better than the actual ch- conference championship game or the national champ or the Super Bowl in itself. And just from a rating standpoint, you know, that's not what people need. I mean, Shane, don't be surprised if at least 10 million or 12 million people are watching that big 12 championship just to see how everything plays out. I mean, they're not going to be watching, you know, just for, you know, the fans of Kansas state or TCU, they're literally going to be watching like, all right, like, like we, we need TCU to lose to have a little bit of chaos right now. But um, he's a Alabama will be watching the game very close. They'll be watching every series. Every series, like that, they will be they, they will be the biggest Kansas State Chris Chris Kleiman fans, pretty much in the entire country. But we got to move on. It's believe me, we, we we can sit here, ladies and gentlemen, we can sit here and just go through the the what ifs, the hypotheses, the all right, this team deserves this better. But you know, like Shane said earlier, once it actually gets to twelve, like it gets to twelve. There's not going to be much conversation. It's, are you one of the top 12 teams? Okay, well, then you compete. It's no longer a top, rich, heavy style community. Like, everyone's involved. You can take the politics out of it at that point. Then the play speaks speaks for itself. You're in. If you think you belong in the college football championship, then prove it. Win games. It's that simple. it, It is, Shane, it's that simple. But, I mean, as you also pointed out earlier, Someone's going to make an argument, which I think at this point they're not going to have a much leg to stand on. You know, hey, leg warehouse, does X have a leg to stand on? They don't. All right, well, uh, it's nice knowing you click legs. But then again, as you said earlier, people will still people will still find a way to make an argument, even after 12 teams, damn near tripling the amount of teams we already have right now. But Moving along, Shane, we're going into fire and ice, the last bit of fire and ice of the season. Which coach obviously is up, which coach is obviously is down. So I'm going to say this, and it's going to be very controversial, spe- specifically from my own like kind of level of feel or my emotions. So the coach that I have up, and I know it's a little odd because – Technically, they did win 11 wins when they were projected to win eight or nine. Um, They have the player that's playing the best college football or the best. They have the best player in college football right now playing above everyone else right now. So my coach up is Lincoln Riley. Yeah, you, you, you smirk and you raise your eyebrows as you would because you know me and my inner ethos. You know I don't like doing that. Here's something else. My coach down. You have a chance to make the college football playoff your very first time in this new school. You've knocked off your rivals the very first year. Vibes are high. Everything's looking good. You won nine games your first time being in the SEC. My coach down is Brian Kelly. I say wow. that 
Okay, so I say this. I say this because you can't lose to a four-win team in Texas A&M when you have the better players, you have the better coaching staff. It's just you're not playing desperate like Texas A&M is. So my coach, like you're looking forward to a conference championship game. Well, Shane, it's just. LSU knew that they were playing for something different, and then Texas A&M knew that this is our last game regardless. So, you know, again, huck it, chuck it, football all night. We don't give a shit. Coach down for the fire and ice (laughs) segment for 2022. My down, even though I've loved what's happened year one, Shane, I've loved it. Those Brian Kelly haters that were talking shit to me earlier, uh, where are they at? You know, that's that file missing persons report. But Shane, right now, early December, and he even said it himself: November, December are four <laughs> contenders. And, and then what did he do? He became Coach, a pretender. Thank you, sir. So. Coach down, Brian Kelly. My take on this is a little bit weirder because I went more to the extremes. Um, We love extreme here. You know that. And my my coach up, it's a a curveball. But one of the, like, I guess more famous, TikTok famous, media clip famous things that has stuck with me all season is when this coach – was being interviewed, I think it was after the second or third game of the season, about they have concerns in their locker room about having leaders. And his response was, hell no, Phil. I hate saying this guy's name because he stuck it to Tennessee, but Beamer Ball is back, man. Shane Beamer is putting a program together, and he's a he has established some speed bumps with spikes in them in the SEC East. Um, and the only the only thing that made me feel a little bit better about uh, – well, there's really not anything that made me feel better about us losing our Heisman contending quarterback to an ACL injury and getting embarrassed and exposed by South Carolina is that they went on next week to beat Clemson. That made me feel better. Beamer ball is alive and well. I told Jacob when he was on here, he rolled his eyes or he just kind of just scoffed it up like, all right, this is Dylan just, you know, making sure the podcast gets numbers. But I told you South Carolina has the perfect coach. I told you all I'm a fan of Beamer ball. I'm a fan of Shane, what he's doing. Maybe I like it's him because we have the same name. I don't know. but Well, I mean, you know. It, it is a great name. It it's, is. A, it's, it's a wonderful name. It's a trem- it's a powerful name, Shane. But, it, it, dude, but the, the Beamer's got it balance, rolling. Though. It is a vibe in, in Columbia, South Carolina right now. It is a 100% vibe right now. So there's, there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. Um, I like – I like how he dances on that line. Um, I do like that. I respect the guy. And I think, you know, if, I mean, they play with a chip on their shoulder, and they should. Who, who in the hell talked about South Carolina at the beginning of the season? 
like in South a positive, Carolina. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a positive way. I mean, sand, themselves like, to the mirror. Sand, it's a sandstorm, baby. But yeah, hats off to you, fellow Shane. You are my coach up. Um, speaking of, you're talking about your coach down. You talked about a certain game. My coach down would have to be the coach who had the number one recruiting class going for 2022, who basically between his jabs back and forth with Saban, um, all this talk about how their boosters don't put money in kids' pockets. Yeah, okay. Um, We might put it in a different bag than a Chick-fil-A bag, but Jimbo Fisher, like – you went, from, <laughs> you went from all but uh, basically, <laughs> you know, jaded for life. You went from all but guaranteeing a conference championship and a college football playoff appearance at the beginning of the season in your fan base. I mean, it, and you've had me fooled too. I, I thought that A&M was going to just put it to – the SEC this year, and now you're not even making a bowl game? Five wins, Shane. Unfortunately, what? one of them has to be LSU. Like, shout out to my wife and her family. They're huge app fans. Um, But what? Like, but God, their program is so weird. Like, you lose the app, you come close to beating Alabama, but you don't. You lose pretty much every game you were supposed to win. You play the teams that were supposed to be, you know, really teams you weren't supposed to beat at a certain point in the season closer. And then you expose LSU. Like, what? Like, I, I do, but that's my coach down. Jimbo Fisher, man. Like, Okay, so you you just made me hammer down on my coach down. So pretty much everything you just said. And then your guy lost to him. And yes. (laughs) Like. I'm glad I could prove your point for you. Well, it's not just that, Shane. It's just LSU had a chance to really just unravel Texas A&M, like the transfer portal, everyone like can Jimbo well, they still had do that this? chance. They had that chance, but also before that game, there was conversations about LSU being that Alabama of, well, what if TCU loses and USC or Michigan loses? Does LSU sneak into that fourth spot? Like LSU overnight became the new Tennessee in the college football playoff conversation. And then they're like, wow, this is a really nice shiny glass trophy. What we sh- what should we do with it? I know we should put on our like two inch separated heeled shoes and run as fast as we can with it in a Boulder museum. Like, like what? But here's where you can't be hard on yourself about the LSU part. First year. First year. After the first couple of games with Brian Kelly, I I didn't expect him to. After the Florida State loss and then after what Tennessee did to them, you you could – there was no way you would have been able to convince me that they'd be playing in the college – in the SEC championship. There's no way you could have convinced me. But you also couldn't have convinced me that they were going to beat Alabama. So there's a lot of positives. Coach down, yes, I'll agree with you there. But um, I, I, if I'm picking a top 15. Future outlook up. 
significantly Absolutely. up. I mean, even when um, well, it's funny. Be, well, it's funny because uh, when I had Matt Moscona on, and this past weekend, even when I'm you know talking to him, you know, I was like, oh, I gotta give Jimbo props. He was like, Oh, fuck you, Dylan. <laughs> like, it's like instantly the the tone changed, and I was like, Well, you know, I'm I'm gonna give Jimbo props. He was like, Fuck you. <laughs> so that instantly changed. So I was already kind of anticipating a eight. Nine win season for LSU. Producer Rob, I didn't say it. He did. Shane, producer Rob works for us, and he knows that. <laughs> yeah, so he says, I'll stand by those two Beth bombs. Yeah, he's like, yeah, producer Rob, you work for us. Yeah, stand by everything to do. I do the producing now. <laughs> I'm producer Dylan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, trust me, there's a lot less restrictions with me. But um, I'm producer Dylan, and I just said the head coach of my favorite team is my coach down. Let me live. It is shame, but I mean, moving along. Believe me, we can we can stay on yeah, let's every keep this one, one of this. Under, let's, let's keep this one under an hour forty five. Yes, I mean, well, ladies and gentlemen, as you see, like Shane and I, we can just like the main difference in our conversations on this podcast and our conversations now, or off off air so to speak or we're not putting those conversations on the internet they're still two three four hours long like it's Absolutely. definitely content material but it's just kind of just like <laughs> these, to the point to where it's like y'all shut stru- up like we structure these a little bit better structure and kind of limit ourselves Guidelines is good, you know, because everyone needs boundaries. And, of course, Shane being a tremendous father, of course, he knows the boundary game. So, Shane, we've already talked about the Heisman. It's Caleb's to lose. Again, we're trying to, at that point, just be like, all right, well, how bad does he have to really play against Utah to lose this? So, I guess right now my national championship game and winner that I'm going to give to you, Shane Worf, here December, early December, the start of December, rent's been paid. That's always good. And (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm basically claiming right now the national championship game as just the two teams that are playing really well right now, and that's Michigan and Georgia. And Georgia winning by at least two touchdowns because, as you pointed out earlier, well, you didn't say this per verbatim. This Burr-vatum. is yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously the bourbon's getting to me right now. I think I've had about three they, or four glasses well, by this point. Is, let me apologize for stepping your toes. You were trying to say bourbon and <laughs> verbatim at the same time. Maybe it's a new Burr-vatum. word. Bourbon. It's just, it's, it's kind of like talk, just, it's, it's kind of like talking say? about. <laughs> kind of like talking about. It's like talking about entrepreneurship. That's called entrepreneur. Write that down. I will write that down, Van Water. But um, right now, yeah, um, Georgia and Ohio State. Oh, I'm sorry, no, really oh my spot. God! Oh, see, obviously the bourbon is getting to me more now. It is, you're, it is taking over. Shane, you're gonna have to take over. It's you're just we, 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 we have entered DefCon Four. Put on the helmet. You're just saying who it should be because I think if no, 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 don't, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me, sir. I, I am. I was a fan, but I was even telling you, I was fading CJ Stroud simply because the NFL scouts were fading him. But again, I, I'm going to go with Michigan. And um, 
or Michigan and Georgia, and obviously Georgia rolling through. And, yeah, right now it looks like back-to-back titles is yeah, mine's, very mine's well. Com- mine's completely different, man. I've got it being Georgia's US. playing with their food at this point. Like, they, they, they're playing with their food. I've got it being USC and TCU. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally shut, kidding. Shut up. We're done. No, I, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to us. We are done. No, man. I wish I had something like really controversial. <laughs> I, 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 I agree with you. It's, we're it's officially be- into clickbait territory. Thank you for being with us. And now that we're to this milestone, be like, hey, we're just going to say some sh- You know what? Time doesn't exist. Don't forget your coats from the closet on your way out. Um, no, yeah, I just, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be Georgia and Michigan. I just, I, I'm, I really am afraid of that scenario we talked about earlier. Where I hope, you know, I, I hope, I, I hope that's not it, Shane. I really hope the the now, national if they championship. Were, if they were playing that national championship game in Ann Arbor, I love Michigan's chances because you know Georgia would have to walk through that tunnel. So they, uh, they, the, they the one tunnel, the, <laughs> one. The tunnel of unlove, um, but yeah, I uh, at least we'll have some exciting semifinal games. Um, I just they couldn't. I have hope you're wrong it. with that. I, I really hope you're wrong on that. I hope I'm wrong too, but I'm not saying I'm really wrong. But you and I have a nose for it. But we again, do, but if again, I if I was uh, always right, I'd be a rich man on parlays. Agree, but again, I hope with this this situation again, you you look at the. You look between the lines just like I do, Shane. I hope you're wrong on the. I hope the national. I hope the semifinal games are not significantly better than Natty because at that point it's like, all right, well, thank God the 12 team is happening because we won't get that. But then again, we may get more blowouts. But speaking of blowout, we gotta blow this podcast out, Shane. I have kept you up. Way so too long. 1, 1 a.m. my time. I'm over here doing a loud whisper because my kids are in bed, but I wouldn't do it for anybody else but you, man. Salud, good sir. I really appreciate you coming on, Shane. You know, obviously spitting your knowledge, giving your insight, giving your little nuggets that everyone can take. Ladies and gentlemen, continue to subscribe to the podcast. I was actually telling Shane earlier today, and this is something I've told Shane. I didn't tell anyone else. But I'm going to tell you listeners because you're important to me. I about cried when I saw the Spotify rap numbers. That was absolutely incredible. I didn't – it's still in disbelief how those numbers are, like, real. So It's just insane, man. And, I mean, my hat is off to you and the hard work that – you put in you guys put in and it is for this is what's so it was i told you earlier today this is what's so cool to me for the listeners in ireland right now thank you for listening shalancha shalancha so thank cool to you me. the breakdown in five countries i mean ladies and gentlemen if you're buying stock right now and two come ups it better be third degree podcast and acres down south look out for both of them mm-hmm. in 2023 because to the moon to the moon solo shame always a good time my brother good night appreciate you brother kiss your babies good night ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna ask you to do exactly what yeah again sound the (laughs) alarms because we're growing we're here 
sound the alarms. It is happening. It's continue on time. It, it is, Shane. That's exactly what makes you a great father. You know, you again, you're so so by the schedule with everything. You know, right now he's basically waking up with other people's children and rocking them to sleep. So that's why he has <laughs> these late alarms going on. But ladies and gentlemen, again, to c- continue to subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies. We are obviously for everybody. I was telling Shane those numbers that I saw on Spotify, I'm going to keep that way I can compare them to next year and really just see the growth that's happening. I thank you for letting me into your ear hole and putting up with our shenanigans. We are a frat house and I assure you, we never sleep and we do this all for you. Shane, and of course, go Tigers. Go balls, baby. Mm-hmm.